By the way, I'm just getting started. Fuck you. <laughs> Nobody's thrilled with you. Nobody listens to that show for you. Start the recording. I get a text message. Why text would I? Text message. A text message. I got a text message. Hey, everybody. Hi. Hey. What's cracking? How are you feeling? You were tired. You said earlier. I mean, I feel fine. Again, I'm completely freaked out, and I can't tell if it's just pure anxiety or actually something real by the air quality in my apartment. So my apartment is downtown LA, which has like the worst air quality in the world. Not in the world, but very bad air quality. And uh, we live not right next to the freeway, but like, you know, a thousand feet from the freeway. And so they say that's like a danger zone. And I've been getting these really weird, like since moving there, I've been getting like weird headaches and things and like weird, uh, just kind of feeling weird when I wake up and like kind of low energy and stuff. Mm. And I can't tell if it's just anxiety and I'm like kind of making this a thing, which I definitely have done before, or if um, there's something real, you know, or if I, there's actually some sort of toxic thing in the air. So I'm freaking out about it. And well, I have this head pain, and which you think is a brain tumor. I didn't say that. You said you think it's a brain tumor. No, I don't think I said that. I think that you asked if I thought it was a brain tumor. You said maybe. And I wasn't. I was half paying attention. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, well, if Isaac dies, uh, I'm going to be looking for replacements. Well, no, it's not that. The problem is, I, I'm not afraid I'm going to like drop dead from pollution poisoning. I just don't want to like if I if there is like some levels of some sort of like air pollution in there, I don't want to have to live there for the next long time and just right. be suffering all the time. How long you know? is your lease? A year? Two years? Oh boy! Yeah. So. Well. I mean, I'm sure that you could break if it really was a problem, and we like got the air tested, and it showed some sort of issue. I'm sure that you could obviously get out of your right. lease, but I'm gonna. I think I the only solution. The next step is I have to call someone and like get them to come in there and like test the air. Yeah, if that's even possible. I'm sure there's something that you yeah. could be told. Yeah, but exactly. There's probably you could be told. Like I'm sure there's some person out there who like tests air for crazy people who you know <laughs> scam artists. Yeah, some scammers. Just so, like yeah, I feel shittier in the summertime in LA. Right. Yeah, that's I, also part. I've of been it. having Heat. trouble sleeping. Yeah. Recently, where I wake up and my brain is like racing, and it takes me forever to get back to sleep. So I usually have to get up. You know what works for me is I get up and I sleep on my couch. Yeah. Because it resets my head and then I'll sleep for another amount of time and then I'll wake up again and then I go back to bed. How many hours do you get usually? I think I get six hours of sleep. Wow, that's not a lot. No, I'm I stay up too late and I get up too early. I you know what I miss? I wanna to target seven. Yeah, I'd get usually eight, I would say. But uh That's good, man. Yeah, no, I'm a pretty good sleeper. Uh the only thing I miss is though, I do miss those I'm a late night person yeah. like i think a lot of guys are and i i get more energy as the day goes on yeah, and on I do and as I, well. like i have a lot, ton of energy like 10 yeah you know 
But Gracie forces me to go to sleep at like 10 right. every night because she likes to get like 12 hours of fucking sleep. Yeah. So it's I do miss being able to like be up, you know, late. Yeah, I'm always up late. It's really bad. I noticed your phone is like if I text you past 10, it doesn't get delivered because yeah. I think you turn it off. So I do, I'm yeah. just like, Jesus, I wish I had that. Yeah. Uh, instead, I'm up till two. Yeah. Well, that's my my natural bedtime is two. Yeah. That's when I peter out of energy. If I if I could set up my schedule exactly as I wanted it, I would go to bed at two and get up at ten. Yeah. That would be perfect. But I get right. up and I go to the gym or I try, so that fucks with it. So you got to be up at six. Well, I got to get up at like seven thirty. Yeah. That's when I got to get up, and I right. it just stinks. So we we've got. Do people listening want? All the housekeeping in one episode, or they want it spread across? Write in if you care. Uh, I have some housekeeping emails to read, and then we'll get to the the main meat, and they lead into the topic. Okay, let's do it. One was, uh, I shared this email with you, and we're actually going to do something about this. We have future plans, but this is from a listener, Sarah, who says, Hi, Charles and Isaac. An episode with a homeless expert or on homelessness in general would be much appreciated. Any light that can be shed on the ever-increasing phenomenon would be great. Also, books, poetry, literature in general have been discussed in your podcast before, so I thought I'd recommend Potted Meat by Stephen Dunn. It is a must-read. Best wishes to you both. Hope you keep the discussions going. Thank you, Sarah. We are we do have plans to talk to a homeless expert. And actually, another listener who has some expertise in homelessness wrote in, uh, and I think we'll read that email when we talk to the homeless person too. Well, we have plans to have the director of the Skid Row Housing Trust, who is truly immersed in the homelessness problem every single day, who is a very intense man Mm. uh, and very opinionated. We have had many arguments. um, Do you think he'll like... You want a daddy to take your panties off? <laughs> to be no, I think he'll be super weirded out by that. But uh, <laughs> but to be serious, he's a good dude. I mean, his name's Brad, and he's um, again very at- intense guy, very passionate. Yeah. And so it, it'll he's more than an adversary for our brand of kind of making fun of the whole thing. So yeah. he'll he'll come in and have very intense opinions. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff from Utah, who I've known for a long time we used to work together he wrote a very interesting email to us that we might share at that time but uh, i asked jeff if he wanted to call in and i don't i think he's a normal human being doesn't check his facebook often so he never responded so jeff if you're listening email me and maybe we'll talk to you too also to respond to you sarah potted meat is that a fiction what is yes i thought it was like potted like podcast oh no (laughs) p-o-t-t-e-a-e-d potted Meat. I'll definitely check that out, and I've got a recommendation back to you from this cool indie author, author Sam Pink, who I just discovered. Sam Pink, very cool guy. Mm-hmm. He has a uh, book I'm reading called Garbage Times right now, mm-hmm. and he's kind of very contemporary Bukowski, but with a great sense of humor, and uh, not you know he's not imitating Bukowski. He's like just kind of telling the truth. It's right, really good. There you go. Book book chat. Book chat. Book chat. We'll try and get Sam Pink on here. I think we might be able to. And then we've got uh, somebody, some people have been leaving reviews, which have been very good. Thank you so much. My favorite one was the one with the subject line, one of our attorneys. <laughs> I I couldn't be happier that that happened. 
that is a professional and artistic achievement. <laughs> I think that won't soon be topped. Uh, this review Until we said, get merch shirts that say well that. yes exactly <laughs> our merch line is coming out soon he said the episode on podcast vocal fry and whimper fry is what got me into this podcast and though the debate can be very unpolished at times that's a nice way of saying you don't know what the fuck you're talking about sometimes the content is great and the topics are usually pretty interesting thank you reviewer very kind yeah, and then we got a very long email from a listener who wants to be anonymous uh and I will read it, and we will deal with the, the contents therein. Okay. So this listener says, Hey, Charles and Isaac, sorry in advance for the long email. Never be sorry. I love reading emails yeah, about no, myself. We, we live for these emails. Yes. So. I just listened to the mailbag episode, and I wanted to write in and tell you that I really enjoy the show. It's refreshing to hear a podcast with different perspectives on sensitive issues instead of podcasts that purport to have unpopular opinions but consist of everyone agreeing that, yes, Trump is bad. Ooh. Ooh, what's that a reference Who's that, to? Who's that directed at? <laughs> Yowza. Uh, I like the two of you can have different or opposing views and argue about them without resorting to shouting at or hurling insults at each other. You should read our text messages. Um, I do have one criticism, though. It seems like Isaac backs down too easily in some arguments. I just listened to a few episodes of your back catalog. Please don't do that. Please listen to specific ones. And he often says, yes, you're right. I totally agree when somebody makes a good point. I recently heard him on Unpopular Opinion where Brett Rader made Isaac's point for him, and Isaac didn't seize on that. I think they were talking about groups of people being turned against each other, and Isaac said that was a big problem. Brett then said he didn't care about those people and then started making fun of people in Manchester that didn't like Muslims and people in Alabama. Seemed like all Isaac needed to do was say, see, you just proved my point. Um, we're going to listen to that in depth. I feel like I did I don't do ag exactly I don't that. agree with his description of yeah. what happened at all. Uh, we're going to listen to those in a moment. And I don't know that Isaac backs down in arguments. Uh, I think Isaac will acknowledge points when... He thinks they're good, which is not... That doesn't mean that the whole argument is suddenly rendered correct. It just means, oh, you're, what you're saying right. is sensible. And what do you want me to do? Like, pundit it up where I'm just like, oh, no, you're wrong about everything all yeah. the time. Th like, that's no, a standard cuck yeah, opinion. right, exactly. I don't... I think Isaac is... Better than me acknowledges when people make good points. Oh, thanks, so, Charles. I'm just, I just don't like to be wrong. <laughs> I'll admit it later, but never in the moment. It's very hard for me. It's, a, it's characteristic from my father. Also, in the mailbag episode, Charles asked Isaac to name a big blockbuster movie with a leftist agenda, and he missed the easiest one, The Last Jedi. Y'all did a whole episode about it. By the way, if you don't live in the South and you use the term y'all, you need to stop. Please. Oh, don't be mean to the listeners. I'm sorry. This annoys me. <laughs> Maybe he lives in the South. It's fine. Solo sort of has one, too, with Phoebe Walker, Bridges' character. I didn't see Solo. Um, sorry again for the long email. No, you're more than welcome. Charles, plug your comedy a bit more. This is the most important part. <laughs> Charles, plug your comedy a bit more. It's good. I don't know what that me meant exactly. Uh, I don't plug dates on here because it's pointless. These episodes go up in random orders. Uh, I probably should have a website or something, but... Uh, you know, Isaac and I don't really plug our personal shit. It's just not that interesting. If you want, yeah, I'll point you to my website. And uh, and in LA, most of the shows that I do I just aren't worth going to because LA comedy is a shit show. Oh, that's I, I kind of disagree there. You should plug your comedy. Um, 
Well, when my website is ready and yeah, I have my dates go. on it, then you, you can go to it. So let's take these in reverse. Um, comedy, Last Jedi, I, we did do a whole episode about it, and I don't really agree that Last Jedi is a leftist movie. How I know this is the popular... Think uh, that. This is the popular position because a lot of people didn't like Last Jedi and the usual political... Hatfield and McCoys, as somebody put it, seized on the movie as their attempt to either dismiss or yeah. approve of the message. I, I just didn't find The Last Jedi. I watched it again recently. It's on Netflix now. And I I found it to be very dull and boring. It's not. It's just not a very good movie. But I didn't see a, a hyper-leftist agenda. You literally have like the blue-haired female leadership tisk-tisking the like out-of-control man and proving well, him wrong. Tech, I mean, it's so but, obvious. But if you look and at like the multi, oh, super multicultural class where everybody's represented. Well, the, you know, like it's that's taking a, down the. That's a holdover from the first movie, right? That's how it was. The original movie has the same cast. Force Awakens starts with the same cast, right? There's Finn, uh, I think there's they've added Ray. several. There's like an Asian yeah, girl that they've and added. Right, and now and it's it. like the. Uh, I mean, I I gotta be honest with you. I felt extremely assaulted by that perspective. But I mean, I don't agree. I also hated the movie. So. It's it's a very dull movie. Yeah, like watching stupid. it watching it a second Terrible. time really reveals its flaws. It's yeah. very dull. There's no like real solid character development. Some of it, like Adam Driver, I think is great. He's still the only thing that I like right. watching the movie. I like the way they kind of twisted. We've, we have a whole episode about this. I'm just repeating myself. I don't agree. The thing with Oscar Isaac like rebelling against, you can take that as like a leftist thing, but it's also supporting of authority. Like the authority figures no more than the underlings. And that's much more of a right position than a left one. Right, that's that's so actually interesting, but I think these, that this I, is the leadership of the resistance military, and they're saying we know better. Don't do your crazy independent plans because the authority figures are the ones that know. And Star Wars has a long history of female authority <laughs> figures, all the way to Mon Mothma in the original Star Wars: A New Hope. So that's right, not but unusual. The old the old movies don't have this <coughs> sort of. <coughs> Tisk tisking, you know. I mean, it was very. What was the tisk tisking? It was just very clear to me that the Laura Linney character was. It was always going to be a gendered battle, and that she was going to end up being right because he was the man acting out, and you know, she he was not listening to the woman, and she was going to show him because he. Well, she was also the admiral or whatever she was, Admiral Holdo. I know, I know. I just it's like I I think it's more I think that you make a compelling point in that well actually it's uh, it is about enforcing hierarchy blah 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 yeah. but you know, I don't know. You know, it seems very clear to me that all the bad guys are the patriarchy, right? And though it's being fought back by by this female-led coalition that is uh you know, actually knows better than everybody well, else. But then and, there's another moment where the uh, we're, it's like multi. It's pretty much like multiculturalism versus like you know the the. Uh, <clears throat> You're right. What's going on? I'm just trying to think of the word like the homogenous. You know, old men who don't get it. Patriarchy. Well, well if you, you remember know. Kylo Ren, at at one point he he 
after he kills Snoke, he says, fuck all this. Fuck the structures right, of the right. past. Mm-hmm. The Jedi, the Sith, that's over. Let's just start fresh. Let's start something new. And you and I can do this. Yeah. And she doesn't. Yeah. Because she want, she takes a conservative position, which is that the old order must be maintained. Right, right, right. So I, I don't find the... the I like on a surface level I see this like oh this is a diverse leftist propaganda but deeper deeper wise it actually isn't well yeah, no I, I think that it's that's also compelling. but but also it's not it, the the main reason this argument is getting crossed is because we're playing this game now where pl- political ideologies are claiming popular entertainment this I mean this was super popular if you remember in the like mid two thousands when three hundred was a conservative film yeah because. George Bush was what's his face in 300 Leonidas Leonidas and the Persians represent the Iraq insurgent it was just insane yeah right. and the dark knight is a conservative film because batman is bush and sometimes you have to use extra judicial means in order to def- oh, yeah. defeat uh-huh. the terrorists there's there's a, there's a long tradition of this game and now now what we're doing is when a movie doesn't do well we start to attach the opposing political ideology to it in order to, but but Charles, to do, I mean, it. it's hard. I actually agree that Three Hundred is a conservative movie, and I think that in in some ways, so is The Dark Knight. I mean, Batman's always been a pretty conservative character. Batman's like a kind of a fascist. Yeah, definitely. And so you know, so I think, but, uh, yeah. I, but there's a difference between the conservatism of the time, which was Bush era conservatism, which I would argue was neoconservatism almost exclusively. And these lines didn't really apply in those traditional ways. Um I just think it's obviously there is a extreme liberal bias in Hollywood. I mean, that's obvious, you know, and there's no, there's no denying that. And if you look at how these stories play out in the movie theater, they signal up the motherfucking wazoo. I mean, think about it. These people are afraid to cast a white person in like a Asian role. You know I mean? Like they are terrified of not signaling their complicity with the culturally Marxist world order. Right. You know, I mean, that's the, they're terrified of it. One of our attorneys <laughs> is a G. Um, I did find it super interesting, though, speaking of that. So Ocasio-Cortez yes. came to, uh, just quick background, because I don't think we've actually talked about her yet. She, uh, she is a young woman, 28 or something, mm. uh, who is a democratic socialist, and she super out of left field defeated an old Dem in a New York congress race for u.s congress yeah in the bronx and she's like i think now the second socialist in in the congress bernie being the first and so uh it was a huge surprise but she's very left so she like says anti-israel shit which as you know you can't do that and she uh you know is like super sjw super duper like leftism out of control if you look at it in a certain way i'm actually in favor of her election sure. I, I like that she was elected no i'm the same way and i'm i would much prefer her than whatever stodgy gross old corrupt dem she well, that took was, over from that was my position about yeah. kenneth mejia who's in my old congressional district he's running for the seat and yeah. the primary resulted in he's kenneth mejia is a green party member 
and he's running as a green and there's a Democrat. So it's a Democrat or a green. And I'm just like, all right, green people, third party people. Now's your chance to go raise money and, and, and help out a green person instead of waiting until the presidential election only in order to do this. Cause this is the way this happens. Like if you get these alternate ideas into Congress, it's now's the time to yeah. do those type of things. I'm in favor of that too. Yeah, totally. Here, wait, I actually want to find the actual thing here. What is this? Something she said? No, I just want to find uh, this interesting thing. So she's also like, you know, abolish ICE. Um, basically, I, I want to find this. Okay, here we go. So the, the Hollywood Reporter reported that um, she came to L.A. to do kind of the, you know, shake the bushes fundraising. Let's see where, you know, she's a star. She's a new political star. So right. now it's time to start going to meet the, the famous people, right? Yes. And when you go to Hollywood, you meet certain people. That's what you do. This is how Obama gets elected. This is how Clinton gets elected. And all of the big power brokers did not meet with Ocasio-Cortez. They, like, didn't have her over. It says, in a break with tradition, Ocasio-Cortez, who labels herself a democratic socialist, has no plans to meet with any of the entertainment industry's democratic political power brokers while she is in town. She will not be having coffee with Carl Reiner. There will be no sit-down with Jeffrey Katzenberg or David Geffen. No $5,000-a-plate dinner at Robert Iger's mansion in Brentwood. Hmm. Now's the time for the book. Oh. <laughs> One of our attorneys is a Jew. So, uh, it, you know. Wait a minute. Was that button just used as a, I'm half Jewish. I don't want it to turn into that. No, absolutely not. I don't want to get written up. No, I agree. I agree. We're making fun of anti-Semites with that button, not with, not actual Jews. But anyway, um, uh, so the point being, these guys, these old stodgy white dudes that, promulgate this anti-old stodgy white guy narrative while also being old stodgy white guys, uh, they are not meeting with her, which I think is very interesting. I mean, it's like they're like, okay, that's gotten a little, you know, we're, we're, we're willing to pay lip service to you people as long as you vote for us. But oh, once you actually come knocking on the door, right. uh, no thanks. Yeah. You know, we don't actually, we don't actually really want Marxism because then we'd be fucking giving up our shit, you know? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, bottom line is it's crazy to say that there's not an extremely pronounced liberal narrative in Hollywood films. And I, I, I think that what you're saying is actually very interesting that almost unintentionally there's a lot of conservative themes in this movie. But I don't think they're conscious of those things. Well, I don't know. I, I just I find a lot of that claiming in in Hollywood movies to be kind of tedious and not like I just I don't care if there's a diverse cast in the movie it doesn't bother me and it, I hmm. one I way don't or the care other if there's a diverse it's cast like, but I don't like diverse cast I don't, for the sake of diverse cast I don't, I don't you know. but I, I'm also like okay there's a black person in the movie like why does that bother it does why does it, but I'm not saying it does bother you but there's people that are like bothers that there's a black person in the lead role in the I movie. Like, that, why is that? I don't think it bothers anybody. I think it's just, I don't think anybody's like, I hate movies with black people. And John Boyega's great in the movie. He's one of, he's wasted in The Last Jedi. He's actually one of the better characters and actors in that. Yeah, I mean, I just, I think that people don't like feeling beat over the head with it, right? They don't like feeling this fake set up narrative they don't feel like they don't like feeling brainwashed you know and that's how it feels when you have 
oh, there is a perfect representation of every single race, every single gender, every, uh, you know, we have gay characters, we have straight characters, doesn't matter, none of this matters, let's just, you know, everybody's equal. No. And everybody, you know, and I'm not, okay, now it sounds like I'm saying everybody's not equal. I'm just saying it's like, <laughs> you know, you get tired, you get very exhausted with being beat over the head with the same shit over and over. Mm. Anyway, boring conversation we, that we've had 7,000 times already. Okay, now for the meat. The meat of the story. Isaac went on, not only Unpopular Opinion, he went on two podcasts, two podcasts. a few weeks ago, and they all came out the same day as ours. It was like a Triple Isaac untaunt. Simpson uh, media assault. Media day. Uh, and I'm going to get to Unpopular Opinion, but I did want to address some things that were said about me by Josh Denny, whose podcast Isaac went on, which is called The Implications of Josh Denny. Who, and let me just say, right after me, he had Gavin McInnes on, which made my day because I've followed Gavin McInnes for a long time. I liked uh, that episode with Gavin McInnes. Is it's f- good. It's really it's, good. It's entertaining, but sometimes Gavin says stuff where I'm like, okay, what? Like, do you remember when he seemed to imply that he said, what did he say? He's like, listen, we don't listen to Vampire Weekend to distinguish yeah. himself <laughs> from like leftists. And I was like, what? <laughs> Like, I, I kind of understand th- what he's saying. This band from that had its heyday in like 2011. Right. I, I don't know that that's true. Anytime somebody says something liberal, I'm going to play vampire music. That's going to... Well, it's because... That will be the, the, the liberal theme. It is kind of... I mean, you know, the, Ezra Koenig's like a super rich kid who went to Columbia. So I think that's part of, mm. part of it. So, and he like sings about very rich things. Right. So Josh... I said some things, and I need to correct the record because okay, correct the record. yeah. Th- let me play. The record. <laughs> let me play this clip of of Josh speaking about me. I think we have to address the three hundred pound elephant in the room. One of which, I think, it sort of stemmed from my time on your show. Not a huge fan with Charles Disney, um, yes. but when I invited you, I have you and Charles on a group text. Oh yeah, and I inv- I was like Isaac, I want you to come do the podcast this week because I want to talk about something you guys talked about on your podcast briefly. In, in the context of a bigger conversation. And then Charles, super aggro, is like, why don't you guys just record each other sucking each other's dicks for two hours? <laughs> Holy shit, Charles. Oh, I can't oh, do I that see. for both of your guys' Oh, episodes. I didn't even read that. You didn't, didn't see that? I didn't even pick that up. Oh, yeah, but you're probably... Okay, this is a false statement. He is not telling the truth. He's... Well, he incepted me with that idea, which I say in a second. I didn't think you were being aggro. And then later when he said that, I was like, oh, maybe Charles is being he, aggro. He is editing the conversation. I'm going to read the exact conversation yeah, okay. so people don't think that I'm flip out because Josh wants to have you on the podcast. So Josh text. We're in this group chat with comedian Josh Denny. And by the way... Uh, I'm not mad at Josh. I just want to yeah. make sure people you like listening. starting drama. So well, Josh like. texts us. He goes, I want to do one with you, Isaac, on di- discrimination laws and if we still need them. In parentheses, he says, inspired by your discussion on the latest, not a huge fan. And Isaac says, for show, which is annoying, <laughs> I'll read up on segregation cases. And then Josh says, more along the lines of the gay cakes and racial discrimination and restaurants type stuff, political discrimination. My POV is this. The terms of war have been set, so let's do battle. Discriminate against whomever you like and suffer public execution. And Josh says, if these are the rules we're now playing by, then no safe zones. And Isaac says, for show, for show, 
same page. <laughs> and, 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 like, and Josh says... You're really outing both of our texting habits here, Charles. And Josh says... Did you tell, you were, did you tell him you were going to do this? I don't want to get him, him to get mad how's again. He gonna, how's he going to get mad? Well, uh, because ta- he, he told text. the story. He's okay. telling a story claiming that I went super aggro. All right, all right. And all right. he says, total feud. ruthless capitalism. And it is at that point, after reading this horseshit, that I said, why don't you guys just record yourselves sucking each other's dicks for an hour? <laughs> so that's the true story. It's not me being super aggro. It's listening to Isaac, reading Isaac and Josh going forth with Isaac going, like, for show, for show, I'm on the same page. <laughs> and then saying... Stop sucking each other's dicks. I do say for show quite a bit. Yeah, in you, my, you're in like my a teenage texting. boy in 2012. That's, I have no idea why I do that. Why do I do that? It's so weird. Yeah. And then uh, the second point I have to correct is this, which is not an accurate description of what we talked about. You know, he... He was giving you shit when you were talking about the movie Call Me By Your Name or whatever. And you were just like, ugh, I just can't. And he's like, it's sounding real homophobic, Isaac. And I'm just like, no, I get it. Like, there are are moments when you're watching, like, super hardcore gay stuff where you're like, uh. And to your credit, you correct him later. Okay, this is. But there must be something wrong with us, right? That we feel that. Oh, because. Wait, wait, wait. When do I correct what? At the end. He makes it sound like. I was, uh, oh, you were offended or something. You were being yeah, homophobic yeah, right, because, right, 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 right. and that's actually not what I said. I said that the idea that a 24 year old and a 17 year old who are both men is somehow weird, but a 24 year old man and a 17 year old woman is somehow, you know, kind of hot. There's just an incipient homophobia that underlies that distinction. Yeah. And I actually said, I understand if you don't like the movie because the gay shit makes you uncomfortable which is exactly what he says the opposite of here. He claims that I was saying you're a homophobe because, because of gay stuff makes you uncomfortable. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right that there is <clears throat> an internal subjective double standard right. that I have. Because, yes, I am grossed out by young, very young-seeming men getting banged by other men. And am I grossed out by the same thing with women? I mean, it's like, yeah, I'm not into very young, you know, like I don't want to see any extremely young women, blah, blah, blah. But if you're like, you know, an attractive young woman and there's like some salacious love story with a, uh, a older man, like, yeah, it's true. It's, yeah. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it, just, it all depends on how young you feel like Timothy Chalamet looks. Right. Um, I guess, like I said, I, I think that the issue is more army hammer looks, Older. His age, yeah. which is almost, I think, 30 when they shot the movie, whereas a 24-year-old just looks different. Yeah. So the problem is not Timothy Chalamet, who was like 22 when they made the movie. The issue is Army Hammer looks old, and he's gigantic. It's so, like, God, do you think of those scenes, like the one where he's smelling his underwear? <laughs> I just think of like gross scrotum ass juice, yeah. like all in there. And I'm like, God, do you but they really were- like want to... They had just smell that they had just been like, that's so but hadn't they just gross. been cleaned? They would just been laundered. So I don't think it was actually like sweat smell. It was just like kind of scent that you leave on your clothing. Oh yeah, okay. right? Uh, maybe yeah. I'm I'm pretty sure plot line wise that's what it was. So, um, just I just was watching that scene and I was like, this just is. I just don't. 
this does this feels crazy to me. Like this doesn't like I want. I like I felt like that just is not real, like at all. I mean, I guess it is. I guess that's totally real. Uh, so anyway, just sorry. to correct, go. The episode is fun to listen to. I think it's. I think I listened to Josh. the whole thing. You and Josh. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's not as good anywhere near as good as him and Gavin. Well, Gavin. Oh, for Gavin's various faults, whatever you may think that they are, he's he's a very entertaining raconteur, right. and and he's good at speaking and talking. And well, he's been doing it. You know, he's been a professional pundit for yeah, ten forever. years now. So yeah. I think he knows exactly how to hit those points and exactly what to say. And really, uh, I actually don't like Gavin's own podcast. I don't. I don't. I don't. Not that I don't like him. I just don't really like. I can't listen to it for some reason. It just feels, uh, what is it? When people it? are talking in ice, he talk, he's by himself, right? Yeah, he's by himself and it's too, um, like, I think the problem with Gavin and the problem that he, and I think he knows he has this problem. And I think Gavin's problem is that he has this massive glaring contradiction mm. in the sense that he wants to be right wing and he's also like the godfather of contemporary counterculture, you know, right. like, and it's so it's like you can't I one, once one time saw like a an anti Gavin like uh, frog Twitter tweet mm. that was like, here are the faces of contemporary conservatism. And it was like one of the pictures was Gavin like humping a desk with his like pants down around his ankles. And it was like. <laughs> This guy, like this guy is now what, what it means to be like, uh, you know, law and order, you know? Yeah. So I think he's got a big problem with that. And so when I'm listening to his podcast, I just can't really ever get over that contradiction because on the one hand, like, okay, you're supposed to be like right wing. And then on the other hand, you're shitting and farting and boners and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Can't right wing people enjoy that? They absolutely can. And I think this is a problem that I have too. I mean, not that I'm right wings. I'm not, but it's like, I... You know, how the fuck can I sit here and, and sit in judgment of some story that wants to be about gay sex when I'm sitting here talking about, you know, railing lines and being a badass and, you know, oh, I'm counterculture punk rock too, you know, right? Yeah. So I think that's a problem. I mean, that's something we all share. It's a hmm. flaw. Interesting. And then you went on a very popular podcast called Unpopular Opinion which we've wait did you finish that did we finish did we, you want to play just, the rest of the clip no no what was the you didn't finish your point here what was my about about this about the movie about call me by your name yeah what was what was the point i was getting i don't I know thought you i did said, no you said you wanted to correct something no i corrected the fact that josh was misrepresenting how i was criticizing your response to the movie okay because right. josh was claiming i was saying you were homophobic because Got dudes it. kissing bothered you and that's not at all what i said so you were just saying <clears throat> i was pointing out that people who don't have a problem with the mixed gender version of that movie are just expressing inherent homophobia right that, and that's i mean that's pretty much incontrovertible if if you don't have a pro if you have a problem with a 24 year old fucking any 17 year old fine but you can't be like, oh, it's okay when it's a guy and a girl, but it's not okay when it's a guy and a guy. It's just homophobia. That's yeah. what underlies it. So I just wanted to make sure that when people go to listen to Josh's episode, they know all the facts. And then right. they're not uh, 
pulled in by Josh's well, I don't obfuscation. Think, I, I don't think anybody thinks you're a shrill pearl clutcher. No. No, no, no. So. But people listening to his might. Right. They think that I get mad because he asked you to be on his podcast. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Charles got all aggro. No, that's not what happened. Aggro. You know me. I'm very aggro. So, uh, as I was saying, Josh, uh, Isaac went on Unpopular Opinion, which he was on with Adam Todd Brown, who hosts it, Brett Rader, who is like the producer slash co-host, Jay Washington, who is a comedian, and they discussed Russia and the Russia connection and the recent stories about the indictments for a variety of uh, Russian political figures. And here is a case in which I will say that I do think I did really well on that podcast. Like, I think I did a very good job on there. And I think that it was, that's something that probably Gavin couldn't do mm. is go up against three dudes in their den, you know what I mean? And totally just have to kind of try and get your point across without just having it melt down into total, you know, pundit insane shouting. Right. right. And I think we actually have a real actual conversation about this yes and the only person who ends up looking like an idiot is brett raider because right. brett raider loses his shit i mean i think the other dude that was there um jay jay had a totally you know reasonable conversation no, everybody with me. everybody sound everyone should go listen to the episode you probably should Great go listen episode. to the episode and then come back here to listen to it our was analysis. Their, by far their most i don't not by far that is not accurate but it was their most commented on uh, podcast like episode of recent history. There was like 150, 20 comments nice. on there. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, it was good. And you know, Adam is a very smart guy. I always love talking to Adam about these things. Um, and Jay Washington was so down to like talk about this. Why'd and you say Brett down? Rader, why'd you say down? Oh, okay. Because he's black. So articulate. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. And Brett Raider was like shouting and screaming and being like, do you hate Jay because of his skin color? We'll get- Which is like, what did he think I was... Like, first of all, A, do you think that I hate Jay based on well, his skin let's color? Well, let's not front load okay, everyone. Okay, okay. Sorry. Let's, Sorry. let's let's let Brett's it. work speak for itself. Okay, yes. Because sure. you went on and from the very beginning, he was copying an attitude. And I've cut a few clips... Uh, of basically your interactions with him because I think that's where we want to focus. The rest of the podcast is great. Isaac talking with Jay, Isaac talking with Adam. There's like real dialogue that's happening there. So I really want to focus on this very bad dialogue. (laughs) Okay. Because as much as I like to shit on Isaac, I do want to play instances when Isaac does better than his, (laughs) his questioner. I don't, I don't want it all. This is like the opposite of pastimes when I'm yeah, attacking Yeah, where you ambush me. With- so here's here's the first instance where Brett was just immediately throwing off bad vibes. So, Isaac, what's your opinion on the Russia investigation? That's Adam talking, by the way. Right. And oh, that's up. a broad question. Oh, good. I, I've heard rumors <laughs> that you have strong opinions on this. That's why well, I wanted no, you on I don't, this No, I don't necessarily have strong opinions on it. I think... Um, <laughs> I don't have strong opinions. It's just a total witch hunt. <laughs> All that's, caps. That's Brett there at the end. Just already starting uh, to try to put words into your mouth from the very beginning. So that's that was the first thing I noticed. It's like he's already already on the attack. Already on the attack. And this is right. the second time. This is like in the middle somewhere. It's saying that he's literally that's Brett talking. like a spy. I don't like a Manchurian Russian that, Oh wait, that's Isaac that's talking. Me. That's crazy. I mean all things point to it. That's Jay. I, I get what you're saying, but all things point to it. That's Jay talking. 
all things point to he's a big, fat, old, stupid man with a lot of money, <laughs> right? I'm just getting started. Okay? By the way, I don't- I'm just getting started. Fuck you. <laughs> Nobody's thrilled with you. Nobody listens to that show for you. Oh, yeah. So aggravating to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I don't think someone's like putting a little rolled up piece of code inside of a, I'm not going to come to your defense, my friend. <laughs> no, I'm so just saying like, I, is no that, one's putting what a little rolled up like piece of code in like a brick. I'm not going to come to your defense. Yeah. My and I, and there was funny thing is like, I was like, I remember that moment when I was like nodding at him. Like, yeah, like maybe we're finding some common ground here. And he yeah. was like, no, we're, we are not finding common. Yeah. Ground. Very hostile. All right. Yeah. And this is a long clip, but it's the, it's the big blow up. Yeah. And so we can stop. Just tell me to stop if you want, but this is, uh, I don't remember what the lead in is, but it should be obvious from the very beginning of the clip how we get here. That's what's happened. That is what this election was. And it's uh, that same exact thing is playing itself out. Brexit. It's happening all yeah. over the West. But I don't think you can say Russia is just behind it all. I mean, that they're completely brainwashing the entire Western world. I mean, that's a I think they crazy. were the catalyst. But for they all of this. are behind a lot of it. Like if, there's, if the there's divisions right. weren't there, if the anger wasn't there, they wouldn't be able to exploit it. I mean, so that we should just accept, so we should just accept no. every fucking country bumpkin in Manchester who's it's like, this "There's hate. too many Turkish people in London. See, I've never been to London it, in 15 years, it, but we should just you know, like." No, this fucking... is the second time you've denigrated those people. You said, oh, like, I'm going to give a fuck about Cletus down in Alabama. I mean, you're... I don't care. And I don't care <laughs> I about don't... you either. That's I what I'm saying. Care. Yeah, he's having, a, he's having a meltdown. I don't care about you either. Yeah. I, I, didn't, I might want to cut that as like a sound clip. Yeah. I don't care about you. Yeah. And uh, to our emailer's point, I, this is Isaac calling that out in the moment. So yeah, I, don't I don't think know why he said I, didn't I, don't, I think call he's it just out. very. Wrong. I let it go once, and then he kept doing it because yeah. he did uh, to, to give preface. That's his racist Londoner, or yeah. sorry, racist UK person voice. Yeah. And before he was like, "I'm Cletus from blah blah I'm blah," Cletus who's also Alabama. a racist, of course, he, he, because he's from a different place than he, Brett. He brings that up. Here we go. No, but you're the reason there's those divisions because I you don't care. You hate those people. <laughs> but here's the problem. I do. With Here's yeah, it, so coming from coming from the minority. I hate them because they are choosing to be no 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 Com- coming from the minority. They hate, they hate you back because they're. I don't but coming from the, from coming from the minority, those type of individuals hate me because of my skin color, yeah, and so that's they, it. Exactly, that is it. Who's those? Who are we talking? These, about? You're, you making have, okay, so you're making so them into a monolith. You're making them into a monolith. You're saying those people. I say those type of individuals in which he's described, which Brett is described. I'm not saying those as a whole. You have those southern ones who are the of the nationalist brand who believe who just hate someone like me based solely on my skin. Fuck those people, Isaac. Fuck those people, Isaac. Do you hate? Do you hate uh, Jay because of? The color of his skin. No. <laughs> so why do you align with the do people I hate, hate them? Do I hate? Okay. I just want to point out that yelling loud doesn't make your point better. Yeah. I, there's yeah. no. There's no. You're. You're not. I don't know what the instinct is for that. It's. It's. I'm just going to shout louder, and that's going to make me right. Oh, Jay, because of the color of his skin. Damn, it would have been crazy I don't hate if you because said of the yes. Skin. I know. I was thinking about it just to be funny, but <laughs> no, but uh, but but. You're again, you're making a huge group of people into a monolith. You're saying all these people that are upset about the way the economy is going and happen to live in Alabama and are white and Christian, they're all cl- racist Cletus. But some of them aren't. Some of them have legitimate complaints. And I have family in Alabama, so that I can I, definitely attest to. I know that because I know you're not going to admit to hating Jay right here. And I know you're not going to admit to hating the the 
21 year old Jay is, you know what I mean? <laughs> Latin, Latin guy who works at the Carl's Jr. down the street who can't. Like, what is he talking well, about? Does he honestly think that I like am going around? Like, he really thinks that. That's what's so crazy about these people's brains is like he has this fantasy that I'm going around the world like. Deeply hating the Mexican guy who works at, at Carl's, Carl's Jr., Jr. which well, that, is like, could did not you talk be about? Not, no, never. It, it suddenly, yeah, it like, came out of. He sees things. Sorry, sorry. What are you saying? Oh, I was just saying it. It comes out of like I'm like, what guy from Latin America that works at Carl's Jr. Are you talking about? And it's so totally off. Yeah, like he's so his his understanding of the world is so incredibly. Uh, simple that he thinks there are people who hate other people because of their skin color and then there's there's him right and everybody's just like either you're on his side or you hate everyone because of their skin color and it's just like the reductiveness of that is is uh fucked up i mean it's crazy there's a good moment later oh well we'll, i'll say it when it happens but it's (laughs) it's hilarious and you point from mexico or came from wherever so why why do you look at the the monolith, the, the people who are like, who are Cletus from Alabama? Why do you look at them and be like, you know what? They do have some points. Because they're not <laughs> all Cletus. Some of them have legitimate complaints. Some people who voted for Trump, be, believe it or not, are not racist. But some everyone people who was are. racist voted for him, though. Okay, but that doesn't mean that all of those people are the same. Some of them lost their entire family's livelihood because of globalization. I mean, that happened. That's true. And I lost my job last year too, man. I'm not blaming Mexicans. I, but not all of them are blaming Mexicans either. That's what I'm saying. Some of them are saying, oh, I can see Trump's when you're an economic the, nationalist and there's something to that. But, but why, when you're in the bus and you're like, wow, everyone on this bus is wearing a hood and we're going to the I hate Mexicans rally. You're like, oh, why, I got on the wrong. You either go, I'm on the wrong bus or you're like, Never mind. I think I'm going to that. No, same place I look. Too. I I get. I understand the fear about racism. I really do. It's I not get just it. races, or it's or, just or racism. Uh, whatever it is. It's, uh, it's, what do you call it? Jingoism. What's the? No, it's not racism. It's bigotry. It's women's right, yeah, it's women's rights. It's gay rights. I get it, man. It's everything. America is founded more than anything else on tolerance, and and I completely understand why it's scary when somebody comes along and they're seeming to. Uh, be doing this racist shit or saying like I don't like brown people or brown people are less than white people blah 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 I get it I totally understand that being said <laughs> you can't just say everyone down there when you say Cletus in fucking Alabama you're doing the same thing you are monolithing eyes mono I don't know how to say that but you're making a monolith out of a whole but huge group of people, people that you don't made, know do you think, those people have made their choice but who's they those people there are plenty of white people in Alabama who are completely not racist and who voted for Trump what about those people those people are wrong too <laughs> yeah okay yeah. okay fine they're wrong but they're not all racist to be but like what, ignored forever but then they what but, does but they see the racists and they they see the racists who are on their side I think, and that's my the issue team they, and they're, they're going they're aligned I with don't those mind. that's the guy that's the issue a lot of people have. So, um, yeah, it's just the uh, yeah the inability to like not project. It's crazy in the discussion. It's so crazy because everyone else is like engaging with what you're talking I know, about on a reasonable level, and, and then he's and, just so crazed. Yeah, I and, mean, it's I, this is something that uh, Jimmy Dore, Jimmy Dore, however you Jimmy say, Dore. in Rogan keeps saying is that. Uh, on his Rogan episode, he keeps saying there's something about Trump that triggers 
you like a certain type of liberals like crocodile reaction <laughs> like it makes it just like it hits them at some place where they can't help but to respond like an animal like right. you know without without any thinking or anything and it's just like he hits them at some place they can't take it and i think brett you know i i don't know what brett's background is i could make tons of assumptions about it but <laughs> One of our attorneys is a Jew. I, it has nothing to do with him being Jewish. Again, it's I just feel like he is probably a very classic upper middle class guy who, you know, probably didn't turn out the way things didn't turn out the way he was promised, right? So he's got a lot of fury and a lot of anger at the world, and he's painted the world in this good versus evil way that a lot of small-minded people do because it's easy. It's easy to see the world as good versus evil, right? Mm -hmm. And if you can say, I am good, those people over there, Cletus, those people are evil, and I'm living my life um, in support of the good. If you can do that, it makes your life easier. You know, it makes you feel like you have a purpose to live. And I think that that's what he's done. And it's like when you threaten that, when it becomes more complicated than that, it makes him insane because it makes it seem like, oh, well, maybe my life is not, I'm well, not the good. He, what if he, I'm not the good guy? You know, does, like he does have a very strong interest in trying to paint a picture of what you're talking about that do, isn't what you're saying, but it it's easier for him. It's like just straw manning. Yeah. yeah he's just doing a lot of extreme straw manning. Straw manning. And this is a clip where a lot of that is happening. And it's also the one moment where I was like, okay, Isaac, you should have not said this. Uh, okay. I th you'll, you'll know why. That's fair. Here we go. This happens with Christians, right? People, good Christians, go out and say, you know what? You're gay or you had an abortion. I don't mind. I'm accepting of you. I know that people are going out there and they're twisting. They're twisting the good word. They're twisting the word of the book to be hateful. But we're not all like that. I, like you, you're welcome in my church if you're gay or whatever. Where the fuck are these people? Where's the, where's the good Republican who is like, where's the person who's you, who's not racist and not the cleanest from the South? Where's that person? <laughs> we only hear from. The he's so mad that you got him on that. You yeah. got him. Yeah. And and that's why he's making the stupid voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. The people who have like, let's hang the cunt on their fucking that's shirt. That's because that's what's but in your news you, feed, dude. I know, but. I, where are the good? Where are the good people? That's the thing. They're not. They're not there, man. Like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of speak Jordan, up, look, man. Look at Jordan speak Peterson. Okay. Where, Jordan like, Peterson. <laughs> Jordan so Peterson. I don't know if he's a good dude. <laughs> what would I say? Oh, thank you. I don't think there's anything wrong with bringing up Peterson there because Peterson is so vehemently non-racist. Well, I you just, know what I mean. Like, I just he's think so... that Jordan Peterson is not ostensible. I mean, he's been made a political figure, but he's not in politics. Do you know what I mean? So he's kind of, that's a bad yeah. example to point to because I think he was looking more for somebody involved in government or like actual in. Well, like who is he looking for? I don't even understand what he's asking that. I, mean, I feel like he's asking for a pundit that is saying he's, he's creating something that he wants to exist well, that I, I don't even understand what he is saying. I think what he's looking, what he's kind of, his point was that there's people that are, Christian who have or describe themselves as Christians who still have a kind of uh, tolerant uh, attitude towards non-Christians or things that Christians consider to be bad. Like, you're gay. That's fine. You can still be a part of my life. 
you know what I mean? Even though that, technically speaking, being around a gay person is anti-Christian. I th- his point is very muddled. And I think he's... So he's basically talking about where's the neocons at, right? Who are like good Christians, and that's who's guiding their goodness. I guess, but... But those exist. They're called never-Trumpers. There's a bunch of them. I mean, isn't there a bunch of Republicans who said, like, no, Trump is a disgusting pig, blah, blah, blah. Well, the, and look at the Kochs. He's on the fucking Koch brothers' side. A lot of them are... You know? uh, a lot of never-Trumpers have stopped being never-Trumpers yeah. or just aren't that... I, I think he's looking for some kind of person that... Like, for instance, after the Charlottesville thing last year, right. you know, when Trump is like very fine people on both sides and just seemed incapable of just saying, okay, there's white supremacists down there and those people aren't on my side. Yeah, there, that bothers a lot of liberals. There, is that There was no person in the Republican Party that was like, this is obscene. White, white supremacy, white nationalism is not welcome in the Republican Party, and in no way should they be. I think he's looking for that figure. He's looking for a politician to say I, that? That's what it but, seems but, like to but me. But politicians do say stuff like that all the time. The, Steve the, Bannon the, says that. Steve Bannon will say on the record, there is no place for white... I Literally, Steve Bannon has said the words in an interview, there is no place for white supremacy in the Republican Party. He said those exact words. I think that... I mean, let's play this part again. Where are the good? Where are the good people? That's the thing. They're not. They're not there, man. Like there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Speak up, man. Look at Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. Jordan Peterson. I don't know if he's a good dude. (laughs) Thanks for the call out, Isaac. Well, I but okay, maybe Jordan. I hear what you're saying. That Jordan Peterson is a little bit of a curveball example here. It's but it's a curveball for a reason because he's. It didn't stick. I just think it's okay. It didn't stick the pin. Yeah, right. In in what he's saying. In what he was saying. In the way that. That would have been effective, and I don't. Yeah. Uh, maybe there is no example that would have been. No, there's a million examples. I just didn't have them in front of me, but there is a zillion fucking examples of Republican people out there, including Steve Bannon, who say there's no place for white supremacy in fucking government. I mean, they all say that. I, and I don't know that it was specifically white. You know, I just didn't have that. Ex- I, I didn't have that tweet in front of me at that moment. So all I did was go with the guy that I know for a fact has said that. <clears throat> and is a huge leader of the right wing now, who's Jordan Peterson, who vehemently, 100% of the time, says no racism. <laughs> he's, is, that, is that your best example? He's right wing, but he's staunchly anti-racist. You know, he's very anti-racist. Oh, let's get Mike Vick in here. Like, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't get this whole no, line either. No, I don't either. I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. He's just, he's just saying things at that point. <clears throat> yeah. We want people who like dogs. Let's get Mike Vick. Yeah, in here. like, like, because Jordan Peterson is like the very definition of racism. Yeah. Like, it seems like that's what he's trying to say. Uh, I couldn't parse whatever that was. Yeah, and and here's one more clip where <laughs> I'll, I'll I won't describe it. We'll just go. When I turn on NPR in the morning, eight out of ten of those stories are about race, gender, or gay rights. Right? They are obsessed with it. The media is completely fucking obsessed with identity politics. It's in your face all day on both sides because because they know it sells because they know we're going to click on it because it's 2018 and we shouldn't be hurting people. We (laughs) (laughs) shouldn't be hurting people. Maybe he means hurting. (laughs) It's 2018 and we shouldn't be hurting people. Why are we hurting people? Wait, it gets better too. Uh, It gets even better. He goes really virtue. He goes hard virtue signal. Shouldn't be 
we shouldn't be killing gay people anymore. Uh, of course we, we shouldn't. Should. <laughs> but it's still happening. Yeah. It's still happening. And people like you are saying, identity politics. Man, but that's there's a really million the things happening all the time. This is what I'm saying. There's a million news stories in a million ways happening all the time. There's a, a zillion problems. There are more problems than just identity politics. Those aren't our only problems. We have many I, other problems. Sure. Let's face the water and flit. Uh, yeah, like yeah, the, so they, sure. yeah, we dropped that completely that. out the news. We haven't done that. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump Puerto like, oh, Rico. I'm going to do that my first day. Still orange water. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, so I, I think I mean you and I have have been at odds about the importance of identity politics identity and so politics. forth. And there's definitely argument. And I think Jay makes a lot of uh, salient points yeah. about um, you know it for black people like identity politics is their life because right. their their identity is being black and that's always. Stands out always present, <laughs> yeah. And I, he speaks to that stuff very well, and that's kind of my position. Right. But Brett needs to not advocate for my side of of no, the anything. aisle. It's because he it, makes you look just so bad. Oh, it's just like why are you shouting and your yeah. this fake righteousness is so gross, well, and it's, it's just it's this really retro, like not not retro, but it's like I feel like I'm like in eighth grade. You know what I mean? Like I feel like I'm I just took a school trip to see Amistad. You know what I mean? And I'm like learning about the importance of, uh, you know, being respectful to your other people. And it's like he just stepped out of an eighth grade class about tolerance and he's like, that's his understanding of, of issues. You know, it's like there's the bad guys and the good guys and the bad guys are the ones in this who own the slave ships and that's what you are. You know, it's like, it's so much more complicated than that. And any adult perspective uh i mean that's example i just gave really didn't make a lot of sense but i'm just saying like he reminds me <laughs> i was of, trying to follow yeah, it. i don't, I I don't like, think that I don't really understand. made it all i'm saying is uh he's just kind the of, guy was a cat and the cat can talk <laughs> listen but the cat only uses racist words when it talks so is the cat should the cat be condemned for being a racist or should the cat be supported for talking because he's the first talking cat oh uh, and that's that from <laughs> i'm just you just made that up yeah that's good Good one. Comedy. <laughs> Comedy interlude from Charles. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncomfortable laughter. Uh no, that was uh I don't know. You know, I, I look, I'm I'm just saying my bottom line point, I'm that was not a good example, is that he's just painting the world as us versus them in the way that a child who you know does. Yeah, and he has a big problem with you, and that really clouds as I told you, I told you from the very beginning. I was yeah. like, "That guy is a big problem with you," and oh, yeah. and you wouldn't listen. I didn't. I oh, I could tell. Oh, okay. And then I, if I have one suggestion for Adam for his podcast, he should add a one of our attorneys esque button because he missed opportunities like this. The reason why I just don't really think this is that big a deal is because there are countries I think that uh, are big power players that are influencing every election that we have. And sure. if you look one of our attorneys <laughs> is a Jew. <laughs> and you do say. And sure. if you look at Israel, for example. <laughs> <laughs> of course. But it's not that it is. I, uh, to be fair, I also use the example of Saudi Arabia moments later. So it's not just focused on Israel. Right. And here's, uh, here's the other one. I mean, it's really interesting. I started to keep bringing up Israel. <laughs> <laughs> One of our attorneys this is, is so a Jew. unfair. 
Listen, so but out of out of like eight clips, two were just two were... me being an asshole. Yeah. Uh, so I would recommend everyone go listen to um, that podcast. It's actually it's very entertaining to listen to, and there is good conversation. It's just unfortunately Brett gets in the way of it. Yeah, those were the heated, absolute most heated moments yeah. that you just heard. Uh, but also, it's like how many podcasts out there are people actually arguing? So few. Right. You know, where, where do you hear people actually arguing about these issues? I mean, no. you hear them arguing on one of the extremely biased news network or the other, but there it's not a level playing ground. It's not fair. You know, whereas a podcast, you can really argue things out in a long form. Well, way. That, that was kind of the one thing that I wasn't, I didn't love about when Gavin and Josh were talking yeah, about. It's not much Gavin or Josh, but it's like, okay, yeah. we don't need to hear dudes like sort of misstating the other because a lot of that happens right, too when totally. there's n- when there's no one there to like trim the hedges of the bullshit that right. people say exactly. the other side believes and then, then gavin does that a lot and, yeah. and that's that is the problem is that gavin has gotten so proficient at playing the saul Alinsky back and forth hot take game yeah that that's what it becomes you know right. and there's nobody there to say actually no like what you're saying is not yeah. true well, people aren't into vampire weekend on you know on anymore. the left just don't worry yeah. they're not going to vampire weekend concerts and the dsa is organizing there settle down okay i i, I kind of see what he's saying but yeah I, I i mean i think his point the point that he's making in general and he makes that on the denny podcast is that effectively when you're looking at a dsa versus proud boys meeting probably you're looking at people with very little money versus people with pretty privileged backgrounds you know and i think that that's probably largely true i mean i don't i don't of course not the people that the dsa is supposedly serving right but i think the people who actually run the dsa are for the most part uh pretty wealthy white people yeah that wasn't that was definitely an interesting point i don't know what the actual statistics are i mean he's just saying that i know like four people who are dsa and all of them are extremely privileged white people Mm. like highly highly privileged yeah uh so yeah that's it check out josh denny's podcast with isaac and with gavin i guess if you want to hear that um check out unpopular opinion the episode is called let's see what the actual, i think it's is trump a russian spy yeah i believe that's right and that kind of based off the chait article right it was fun yeah. hearing you guys talk about jonathan chait. do you remember this about jonathan chait jonathan chait supported the iraq war so right. he he does have the original sin of being completely wrong and being a huge asshole about it Right. On Iraq. But he is sometimes interesting. I like his Twitter feed. What was the... I tried forever to find the piece. What did he write? He wrote a piece that was really controversial like a year ago or like a year and a half ago. I think it was maybe about PC culture or something. Yeah, he's he's been in those weeds a lot. I don't. I think I know the one that you're talking about, but I don't remember what exactly He may have written something about the UVA rape case, I want to say. Hmm. Yeah, he's, he's a... He's nice because he's like an actually an independent voice, you know. I mean, I think his article is totally insane, but you know, whatever, it's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, check those out. Cool.
because it's 2018 and we shouldn't be hurting people. We sh- <laughs> be hurting people. Maybe he means hurting. <laughs> he means- it's 2018 and we shouldn't be hurting people. Why are we hurting people? <laughs>